0: Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. Malachi 3.10 So how does the Lord want us to obey him with our finances? Well, let's find out today. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful Podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey, friends, this is Jeannie Smith. Welcome back to the show. Do you know that the obedience that you walk through with the Lord will open up many, many holy possibilities for you in your life? Tons of opportunities that you never knew were even stored up and available for you. And it's all through obedience. Every gift is a result of obedience. By obeying the Lord, it puts you in a position of prominence before him. I remember Charles Stanley Put it like this, for some people, the key may be love, faith, or service. I want to tell you that the key to God's heart is obedience. Remember, I told you that I really believe that was the Lord's love language. Now, if you open up the Bible and read, you will see so many stories of how God provided for his children and always in their time of need. And I want to tell you, he is still in the business of doing that today. He is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. And so we see many numerous stories of his providence all throughout the Bible and from a worldly view. And at times, even on paper, it may have looked like you didn't have much. I mean, even in this moment, when you look around, what does it look like to you? It may look like right now that you don't have much, but from a heavenly perspective, and that's what we're looking for today, but from a heavenly perspective, We are abundantly rich. I got to tell you, when it comes to the Lord providing for the ministry financially, I never honestly struggled with that. I always believed that God was going to provide. Initially, we invested all of our resources into starting the ministry in which God called us to. But then we began to see quickly how God would provide. And the miracles just kept coming and coming. And I never had any hesitation about the Lord providing because I had watched his faithfulness so much. But I'm going to be transparent with you about something, which is not out of the ordinary for those of you that know me well. However, to my surprise, when it came to our personal finances, I discovered that I was very fearful. And we know we're not supposed to be fearful, right? I mean, fear doesn't come from the Lord Fear comes from the enemy. And so I began to pray about this and ask the Lord to show me where this fear was coming in regards to our personal finances. And it was a long struggle for me. And he clearly showed me that it was from things from the past, struggles, where we had not made some very wise decisions. And I can tell you that the foundation of all of it was not seeking God before making decisions. We made decisions based on What man would advise us to do, what we thought in our own mind and flesh that we thought we should be doing, and we never really sought God in some of those decisions. Now, to the defense of that, we were newly Christians. So we're not really, you know, we were not really mature in our faith and honestly hadn't really known and had been taught the value of how important it is to seek God in everything in your life. I mean, we knew to seek God in some things, but not to seek him in everything and certainly how we needed to seek him in our finances. So what began to happen was God had provided a wonderful job for my husband and we had great financial security. I mean, we had more than enough. And even after I resigned and God moved me into full-time ministry And I knew that he was going to eventually move my husband in that route as well. But my husband continued to work. He continued to just do very, very well in his career. And his job provided enough financial security so that there was no other income needed for our family. However, when God began to answer that vision and that call and move my husband into full-time ministry, it meant letting go of worldly security and depending completely on God for everything, for all of our resources. But it was a journey to get there. And I want to share one more story with you. I watched my family begin to really financially struggle. And the root of it for me was pride. Because I didn't want anyone to think that I was doing anything that I was doing in my ministry because of resources, because of finances. And of course, there had been some things said to me when I first stepped out that had triggered that in me. Things like, how much money are you making to do this? Or why are you and your husband dependent on the ministry for resources? Or where's the other income? Do you have other income coming in to take care of your family? And you know, things of that nature. And it was just question after question. And I felt like I had to begin to defend myself. Well, I wasn't dependent on the ministry to provide for me. I was dependent on God to provide for me. And our heart and passion was so strong to be obedient to God and to serve in this ministry in which he had called us to. I mean, no one knew the struggles. No one fully knew the struggles and the sacrifices but God. And so words like that and questions like that and having to go through that deeply hurt, you know? Um, And so I began to realize that I was very focused on what man thought. And here's what happened, that God just completely healed and released us from that. One day I came into work and as I mentioned, I had begun to see my family really struggle financially. I mean, it became hard to even put food on the table, but Listen, this was a process that Jeannie had to go through because I was so concerned about anyone thinking that I was doing anything that we were doing for other than the reason of to help people heal and to help people be saved and rescued from abortion or pain or destruction, whatever they were going through, and to be there for women and children. That was so important to us. And to be obedient to God was even more important to that. And we were just saying, yes, yes. And amen to everything that he was calling us to. So the fact that someone would question our integrity and our character really was a struggle for me, because I knew that it was solid. And so I began to just press into the Lord, and there was many, many tears. Let me tell you. One morning I walked into work, and I walked into my office, and I had this bag that I was carrying. And I dropped my bag and the handles on that bag were literally unraveling and falling apart. And I dropped that bag down and I kind of collapsed in the chair beside that bag. And I looked at that bag and the straps and how they were unraveling. And I thought, this bag may not even make it through the day. Like it is literally falling apart. And then I began to think about me in regards to that bag. And I thought, I'm unraveling. My family's unraveling. And we're beginning to fall apart. And I'm like, Lord is this what you called us to? Surely this is not what you called us to. And about that time, a prayer person, one of our prayer warriors walked in and she said, Jeannie, how can I pray for you today? And I just didn't have it in me to tell her where my struggles were really coming from that day. But I was very tearful. And I said, you know, God knows. I just want you to pray for me and my family. And so she said, I absolutely will do it. She began to pray right then. And then She left the building, and I went on about my day. Well, a few hours later, she came walking back into the building, and I saw her walk down the hallway. She came back up the hallway, and she said, I left something on your desk for you. And I said, okay, and I went on about my day. At the end of the day, I went back into my office, sat down, and was closing out my day, and I even almost forgot about her coming back in, and there that envelope was. It was purple, the color of royalty. And I opened up the envelope, and when I did, money fell out of the envelope right into my lap. And I said, oh my goodness, what is this? And I looked up, and I began to read the card, and it said, Jeannie, you are worthy of your wages. And it went on to say some other encouraging things as well. And she said, I am sowing seed into you. Not the ministry, but into you. And I picked up the cash, and I began to count it, and it was $1,000. Well, that was so much money to me and what that can mean for my family. I mean, I was going to get to go to the grocery store that day, and I'm really not making light of this, friends. This is where we were. And so I reached out to her on the way home, and I called her up, and I said, please tell me about why you came in and left that envelope on my desk. And she said, Jeannie, when I left there praying for you that day and drove home, God told me to go into my closet and get the squirrel money that I had been stored away and to drive it right back to you and to give it to you and to sow seed into you. And she said, so that's what I did. I obeyed God. Now, her obedience rippled effect into me, something that would be life changing. And that was this. I did not need to be worried about what men thought I needed to only be concerned about what God thought. And God never called me to poverty. He called me to ministry and said that he would provide every step of the way. He has called us to life abundantly. And he was putting worth and value on me that day. Well, guess what? I went and bought some groceries. I went and bought a new bag and everything in my life changed. As a matter of fact, there is a great scripture in the word of God. That talks about this and God took me to this scripture and he taught me so clearly the power of these words and it's in Galatians 1 chapter 1 verse 10. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God or am I trying to please people if I were still trying to please people I would not be a servant of Christ so friends we cannot serve man and Christ we cannot serve the enemy or God. We have to be very clear on who we are called to serve, and if we choose God, there's an audience of one, so it really doesn't matter what man thinks, and so I began to release the approval of men that day, and this became profound in my life. I would keep this scripture up in my prayer room. I still refer to it today whenever triggers happen or someone says something because people will always question You know, they will always question, but we have to measure that. We have to compare that to the Word of God. We live by the Word of God, not by man's opinions or man's thoughts. You know what? My Heavenly Father was proud to provide for me and my husband and my family through the ministry in which he called us to. And you know what? I became proud to receive it. The truth is... I was putting value and worth on everyone around me. However, I was not allowing God to put value on me, my husband, and my family. I was not receiving what he wanted to give me. So pride quickly turned in to humility. The truth is, if I was going to hire someone to take my place, I would offer them a salary, right? Well, God had hired me, and he was offering me a salary. So these became some huge lessons in our life. And listen, I just want to tell you, pray about everything in your life, everything. And we began to learn a huge lesson about honoring God and praying to God about our finances, as well as everything else, the small details, the large details. Nothing is too small for God, and nothing's too big for God. In regards to our finances, we now believed and understood that not only did God care about the finances of the ministry, but he absolutely cared about our personal finances as well. And he wanted to be the CEO of those too. So here's what we did. We put a new practice in place for our family. Every pay period, we put it on the calendar that we would have a budget meeting and we would sit down and we would start this meeting by praying, Father God, Thank you for these resources that you've given us. And we ask that you would direct our resources for your glory, that you would show us everything that you would want us to do with these resources. And we ask this in Jesus's name. Give us wisdom and clarity, Lord, over your kingdom finances. Amen. And then the first thing we would do is pay our tithes, put some away in savings, and then pay our bills. And can I just tell you that this faithful practice that we put in place change our finances and there has been income that has come in that we didn't even know was coming in (laughs) there has been money just appear sometimes it seems like in our account whoa where did that come from and there was a multiplication that seemed to be happening and taking place financial blessings that would continue to just roll in and here is why friends because of the scripture that I opened this whole episode up on Malachi three ten, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. So friends, I encourage you to put some of those practices in place if you haven't already. You can trust God with your finances. You can trust God to take care of you. And you can trust God to obey him and bring blessing as an outcome. When we began to fully trust God with all of our finances, both personally and in ministry, miracle after miracle happened. It was like God was fast tracking and providing in such amazing ways. To obey is better than sacrifice. This is summed up in 1 Samuel fifteen twenty-two, And you know, even during our personal financial struggles, we never stop giving back to God and advancing his kingdom. We gave our time, our talents, and our money. It's all his anyways, right? He simply loans it to us to serve him and live an abundant life. We strive to be good stewards of everything that the Lord provides. You probably do that. I do that. And sometimes there's a time of testing, a time of learning, and a time of obedience. But, friends, let me tell you something that I learned. There is a spirit on your money, and it is one of God or it is one of Satan. If the spirit of God is on your money, you will be generous. If the spirit of Satan is on your money, you will be selfish. And there is a reason, Matthew six twenty one reads, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And prior to that scripture, Jesus was explaining that we should store our treasure in heaven rather than on earth. When you begin walking out a life of obedience, you can rest assured that God will address your finances. Oh, yes, he will. And we have to acknowledge that all the resources that we have ultimately come from him. Our job is to be managers of them, not owners. We don't own anything. He does not tempt, but he does test. And we are told those who are faithful with little will be faithful with much, Luke 16. 10. There is a phrase of words that encouraged me greatly during this financial season, and I would journal, give. Our poverty shall be turned to wealth, and we will be free of any anxieties concerning financial matters. Stay focused on God's economy, not the one of this world. Given to God immediately becomes spiritual currency for our obedience. God will multiply our blessing. I also wrote these words on an index card and posted it to the wall above the desk that I would sit at weekly when I would review our finances. Another promise I found in the Bible came from Deuteronomy 1510, which read, You shall surely give to him, and your heart will not be grieved when you give to him, because for this thing the Lord your God will bless you in all your works and all to which you put your hand to. And I can tell you, he has fulfilled his promises. And we sit and wonder every day of how much is left over week after week in both ministry and in our personal finances. And not only are we committed to giving personally, but we also give an offering from our ministry and tithe from our ministry. Because again, everything belongs to God. And this keeps the ripple effect of the gospel, the ripple effect of the kingdom currency moving. It should never sit stagnant. It should always be moving and provided and building the kingdom. Listen, it has amazed me time and time again how God has provided, and there just isn't enough time in this episode today for me to tell you about all the stories of how he has gifted my family and the ministry because of our obedience. There just isn't enough time to even share quotes that I've written in my journals or scriptures that he's led me to where Mm. his voice was reflected, his direction, his guidance, his providence, and the greatest part, his rewards. When God called me and my family, we made a commitment to stay loyal to Him. And that means in every aspect of our life, including our finances. Why? Because He is loyal to us. We committed to keep our eyes on Him and glorify Him in everything that we did. And we are committed to stand strong for Christ no matter what comes our way. And we have taken leaps of faith time and time again. The order and formula of how God leads and provides for His children is not common to man and not by the standard of man. In fact, the world may say it cannot be done, but God says it is done and it is finished. What is important is how we do not need to get hung up on a formula, but stay focused on the source. Stay focused on the source. The formula may change, but the source, meaning him, will never change. And God likes to give his blessings in different ways and in new ways. He's a creative God. But he has a faithful track record, which encourages us to not be fearful, but be excited about each new step of faith that God calls us to. And the journey just keeps getting richer. We can trust him. We can trust him. And I believe his unique formula was to prove to our audience how marvelous and great he is. Every blessing and gift has been by his hand. It has all been because of him. He did it all. We are just his servants, the vessels in which the work can be done. So what could God do through you? What could God do through you in every aspect of your life? But today, particularly, what could God do through you with your finances that ultimately belong to him? What is stirring in your heart right now to do with your finances? What steps can you take right now, new things that you could put in place that would honor God? with your finances so that he may open up the heavens and pour out blessings on you whatever it is friends embrace it and obey it i'm so excited for you for the eyes of the lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him second chronicles 16:9 that is a perfect place To end today. Father God, I pray that you move in the hearts of your children, your listeners, those, everyone across the miles, Father, that is hearing this word today that is put forth through you, Holy Spirit. Encourage them, Lord, to trust you with their finances. Encourage them, Holy Spirit, to just give to you. Oh, that they would trust and obey you in every aspect of their life. Oh, that you would open up the heavens and bless them richly for their obedience. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name amen. Well, friends, we have come almost to the end of this obedience series, and I hope that you have really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. Next week, we're going to finish the last episode, and it's going to be titled First Love, Our Future, because everything is about Him. This is one of my favorite parts to share with you. Well, have a wonderful week, I love you bunches, and remember, live life abundantly. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group, where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way.